From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 535. Today's show is brought to you by Trade and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you today? Doing pretty well, my friend. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, are you sure? You sound like you questioned yourself a little bit. Who? I mean, if you're not questioning yourself, you're truly alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's always a good day when we talk about pens, and especially today when we get to talk about horror stories. Spooky uh, uh, sounds. Uh, uh, spooky sounds. <laughs> Do you feel like, like, are you ready to just jump right into this? Like, we yes. have two two stories to read today, then kind of a, a third one that I've added on my own. Okay. Um, that was not submitted, but uh, I think kind of fits it the It was category. submitted to the world, and we decided <laughs> to include it. Um, before we start, though, I'll remind you, if you hear these and think, I have a story of my own to send in, you want to email it to hello at penaddict.com. We are hopefully reading horror stories for the rest of the month there as we are in mm-hmm. spooky season. <laughs> All right, Mike, this first one is from Ben. You may or may not know this, Ben, but I, I think once we start reading, you might figure it out. And there is a video attachment, which mm-hmm. we are allowed to share, which you have not uh, watched yet. I oh. have. I've read this, so I, I'm prepared for what's about to take place. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give this a go. Okay. So this is from Ben. Given the nature of what I do, I have to test my pens. The tests usually entail extreme abuse until they fail. I wanted to drop test a pen to see how far I can push it, so I set myself up on the fifth story in my brand new apartment building after doing some of the lower floors. So there I was, five stories up, looking down at Amy, who was set up to capture this test on video. (laughs) I gave her the signal to start the video, and I dropped the pen. The pen started to drift slightly and bounced off something metallic with a loud ding. I knew it was bad. I heard Amy swearing. Yeah, there is some language in this video. Yeah, in us, uh, I wouldn't play this loudly in the office, but it's totally worth it. I run down the stairs laughing, trip, and break a finger. But it's worse when I get to the bottom. It's bad. I I droppered the pen to the brim with Yamabuto. So that's a pilot, Orochizuku Inc. It was carnage. It hit a metal railing just before it hit the ground floor. (laughs) A fine mist of Yama covered the freshly painted walls, the carpet, and Amy's face. (laughs) Brad, there is nothing I want more than than pictures of this. Right? Like, this video shows a bit. I want pictures of the walls. I want pictures of Amy. Brad, this is easy. This is easy. So if you remember, we have a Hall of Fame. If a story is bad enough, we call it, put it in the Hall of Fame. This is... Uh, it was that broken finger, I was convinced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me, I'm going to continue here. Straight Amy up, did, though, what was yeah. the point of this test? I mean, it's a drop test. I thought it was a valid test. No, this is a poorly designed no. test. Yes, this is mad. This is madness. <laughs> I don't know what was expected to be achieved with this test. This test was way too much. <laughs> All right, continuing here, if, if I can, I'm not sure. Amy didn't speak to me for hours. She was furious. Yeah. The, the walls couldn't be cleaned. After hours uh-huh. hours of scrubbing with bleach, we abandoned trying to fix the damage. The walls needed to be repainted, and I'd, I need to get my finger fixed. Always leave some air in your pen. Air can compress. Liquids cannot. A Gravitas Delrin pen will explode if dropped from five stories. 
<laughs> okay. Um, I, I I don't think it's the the fullness of the eyedropper that really caused the carnage. No, <laughs> it is strange to me that they keep leaning on this idea. What happened mm. was you dropped a pen and it hit a railing and the cap flew off and it exploded. Like there is no like eyedropper. Oh, it was eye. Oh no, it was eyedropper. You say no wonder this happened. So if y'all didn't figure this out, this is Ben Walsh from Gravitas Pens, who um, we've talked about blowing up his microwave. He is he is a very e- experimental lad. Um, yep. There are some experimental words spoken by Amy <laughs> in this. One of my favorite curse words, um, which is a very Irish uh, curse word, is in this, um, mm-hmm. which I, I shared with Ben in my email back to him. And I called him the same name uh, that she called him <laughs> in this video. Incredible. Poor Amy. Poor Amy. Yeah, ben, I feel terrible for Amy. I feel terrible for your uh, neighbors. Yeah. You know? Yeah, who now see, like, essentially blood on the wall yeah. and wants to know, like, what happened here. And, and and probably, like, while you're out there cleaning the blood on the wall, they want to know who this um, person is that, um, is that is doing this. Like, what actually happened out here. And then you have to say out loud, I threw a pen off the balcony. Um, as opposed to like you know committed a crime. <laughs> I have so many. I just have so many questions. You know, Ben, please provide more information. I feel like you know, like yeah. you've heard us talk about, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow. So, so if, is Ben doing it, this because he's one? He like wants to know if it's going to yeah. be an issue for his customers. <laughs> I guess. But, but he like, said he already he already tested him for lower floors and it was fine so he pushed but, but, it. <laughs> but but the like Who ben, if somebody this? wrote yeah. to you and told you that this happened to them, would you say, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, my bad." You know what I mean? Like right, this isn't your right. responsibility at that point. <laughs> I would much rather run the pen over with a car in a parking lot. Yeah, and, like chuck it off the balcony to, or to I feel test any the drop test like this has to be exterior, mm-hmm. not interior. Yeah, right? yeah. you cannot do this inside of your apartment building. <laughs> uh, so in in the past, we've given um, Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, winners t-shirts i would like to offer amy a t-shirt for yes. this ben doesn't get anything no you get no. amy <laughs> you get about ridicule that's what you get <laughs> if amy would like a pen addict t-shirt ben let me know <laughs> get in touch and we will send we will send amy a t-shirt um maybe that'll you know replace whatever she was wearing that day when you um <laughs> when you were caught on or video acting we will a fool. send a t-shirt's value of paint <laughs> You to repair the walls in your apartment building. Oh, uh, this is um, this is incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's you incredible. know, once it was once you said it was Ben Walsh, it's like okay, I at least know why you would have maybe had it in your mind to do a drop <laughs> test this extreme. But like, I really want you to rethink. You know, like next time, maybe fill the pen up with water, <laughs> right? So you'll see if it exploded, but like it won't destroy everything in mm. the vicinity you know that makes way too much sense mike mm. <laughs> ben, ben you need to contact me before your next set of tests and we can we can talk let's work on our risk analysis yeah let's work on our rule set here yeah, not great but you have made it into the pen addict horror stories hall of fame so <sighs> you and we're gonna link that video um, rarified the video. air 
I the the video they they edited some some noise in there perfectly, right? Yep. They edited the, like, re- the, the, the Halloween like scream, yeah. Well, and yeah. also the like the moment though it like repeats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's really good. It's like a little quick eight second hit, and uh, do not play this in your office out loud, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you will have people running over to your desk. So um, you are warned. We'll put a little NSFW tag next to it if we put it in the show notes. So there you go. Yep. All right, our next one, Mike, is from Kate. Um, and I like when the horror stories, they, they come with a title, right? Mm-hmm. So they've gone ahead and titled their story, My Pen Revealed a Monster. So Kate Kate did a, I, so I know I haven't read this to you, and I, I've read it already. Kate does a wonderful job spinning this tale. So it was a glorious autumn afternoon in Manhattan, the kind usually relegated to Sesame Street episodes and Nora Ephron movies. Mm-hmm. I met with a number of clients that day, but none prepared me for this. Into my office materialized a sylph who would make any red-blooded American woman question her commitment to her husband. She actually uh, uh, lined out Idris Elba here, which uh, I very much appreciate that. (laughs) So um, make her, her question her commitment to her husband. She introduced herself and her origins, her business, her goals, with the weaponized charisma of someone at the top of her game doing exactly what she was born to do, to do a full charm offensive. Her name? Nice try. Her origins? A South American nation with longer coastlines than is polite to discuss in mixed company. Her business? To create swimwear concoctions whose dimensions were inversely proportional to their price tags. Her goal today? Secure financing with me. Fortunately, I had my new lucky pen to help me through. The bronze Lamy All-Star I clutched lent me the confidence that, yes, I can make this deal happen. After some discussion, we arrived at mutually favorable terms, and I drew up, uh, that's a 20th century expression for printing, some documents for her signature. Pleased to share, after such a successful meeting for everyone involved, I offered her my All-Star, newly loaded with Lamy Tourmaline ink. As she took the pen in her elegant digits to set it to paper, I thought I saw the light falter despite the perfect autumn afternoon. Then just as quickly, I shook the idea away. What could go wrong? A shadow passed over her face. And no, not a shadow. Certainly not passing. The beautiful face was twisted into a sneer, torn between horror and disgust. What could have happened? What could have inspired such loathing? Looking down, I was confronted with the harrowing reality. Three drops of tourmaline soaking and spreading across her immaculately manicured right hand. Her transformation and my horror were complete. I was shocked to see how upset she was and rushed to blurt out my apologies. Only then did I hear the words that would ring in my ears for years to come. Ink on my hands? It looks like I work. (gasps) Uh. (laughs) What a conclusion. So, the gist... Here, if you didn't get it, this is not a person that we should be <laughs> handing over our inky pens who might, um, you know, destroy their uh, beautiful presentation of their product themselves, their personality. This was not going to go well. And then this person turned it on themselves saying, it looks like I actually work for a living. Which is kind of a brilliant. That is so terrible. <laughs> this is actually my legitimate horror story. When 
you're posed or you're present in a situation with someone you don't know who you're in this case working with it could be any type of situation and they don't really know about fountain pens or anything and they are you know presenting you know themselves in a certain way and you cause them to basically have a panic attack and then you in turn have your own panic attack <laughs> going oh my gosh I screwed this up but then the person who you were doubting is absolutely on your side and they're just like having fun with it and you know getting you down off the ledge which I have definitely been in that situation where you know not fountain pen related but you know we've been in those situations where you're just like oh, I have ruined this thing completely and then the person's like no big deal like you way over you way we're worrying about this way too much and it's just like a complete it puts you in this horrible situation whoa well here's, here's <laughs> the thing this is bad it's yeah. not hall of fame but it's real bad it's bad. It's this is like bad. my nightmare. This is the stuff that would keep me up at night. So Kate, yeah. I guarantee Kate, if like if I'm anything like Kate, which it sounds like I am, like I literally played this over in my head for like weeks. Right? Like it would really keep me up at night. It's like, oh, this could have gone so bad. You know, I could have ruined the deal. Like this would this is like completely like the nightmare situation. I not horror story, right? Like not horror story hall of fame, but like this would actually keep me up at night for weeks. I would continue to think about this um, and it would bother me. I would replay it over and over and over about how much poorly it could have gone. We could have, you know, they could have scrapped the deal. They could have been embarrassed. They could have been anything like these are like those personal tales that we can all relate to that truly makes for like nightmare situations. None of us are chucking pins off the fifth story balcony <laughs> of an apartment yeah. building. Kate's story is absolutely relatable, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps mm -hmm. me up at night. So it's, it's madness. So thank you, Kate. Um, not hall of fame. I'm with you. I agree. But it is really close. Story, it is a true absolute horror story, right? Like mm -hmm. that is like legitimately, I have ruined my day. I have screwed up my business. I've embarrassed this person, right? It's all of our worst nightmares. <laughs> all and also one, the awkwardness so. of dealing with what the I think yeah. really terrible yeah. thing that that person said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'm glad yeah. we've already signed this paperwork. <laughs> or not. Or not, yeah, or not. So um, amazing, amazing stuff. All right, the third entry, Mike, is something I added to this list, but it was not submitted to us as a horror okay. story. But I let the creator of this video on YouTube know that I was submitting this <laughs> in the horror story segment today. So our friend uh, David at Fig Boot on Pens created a video named The Worst Fountain Pen I Have Ever Reviewed. It is a, what, like 13-minute, 14-minute post on mm -hmm. our video review of a pen called the Acrive Blender. Okay, so... Did you watch this video this morning, Mike? Sure did. Okay, so let me set this up, and then I'm going to get some feedback from you. So the short version is this is a new pen to the market where David was at the DC Pen Show, and this company, Acrev, uh from India, I believe they were, was at the DC Pen Show selling these pens. 
And a lot of people, you know, saw their table and, and had experiences with them. So David at the time, who's probably, he was definitely like one of the biggest pen reviewers on the planet. Certainly the biggest, my, you know, like maybe the biggest, um, YouTuber right there with Stephen Brown on like just reviewing pens well respected. They knew David. They gave him a pen to review. So at the DC Pen Show, David took it home. Um, but before he even got it home, before he even left the show, he noticed a couple things with the pen, and that happens. You know when you're testing out new products, and you know you you're getting handed a product, and you know sometimes maybe in like David's situation, he saw the 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 tines were misaligned on the on the nib. Uh, it's a titanium nib, but we'll get to more more of that in a minute. Mm. So he gave them the opportunity. Hey, can we? It looks like this might be a little bit messed up. Can we swap this out? They did that at the show. David took the pen home and you know worked with it from there. So once he got it home. He found more issues. So we're going to have to show you the, you'll have to go look at this in in the show notes to understand what Mike and I are about to talk about. This is essentially the scribble pen for fountain pens, right? Um, What Acrev has done is drilled three ink reservoirs into an ink barrel. And the idea is that you put three inks in there and they mix into a color and that singular color comes out the nib so david tested all this and it was a complete failure right there's a million obvious reasons why this failed not only just in the i the idea the technical aspects failed like literally nothing worked on this pen and that's even just from a baiting basic writing aspect so what were your thoughts as you went through this video i was yelling at the screen like i was like audibly gasping like you got to be kidding me like what is happening here like this is ridiculous so what were your thoughts on, on this as you watched the video the worst fountain pen i have ever reviewed i mean there were things that happened in this that i didn't know were possible really mm-hmm. like the, mm-hmm. the like it has those three filling chambers or right. whatever, right? And mm-hmm. the ink wouldn't actually flow properly through them. It would get stuck right. halfway. Like, I had no right. idea that that was, like, a thing that so would happen. Yeah, so there was a surface tension problem, and it was aggressive. Like, it was physically unbeatable. Like, no matter how much David shook this pen, the surface tension grabbed onto this ink, and it would not uh, progress down these these little um, filling areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very strange. I mean, and it also just seemed like this, I mean, no disrespect, it's a company that just doesn't know what they're doing. Like, they're kind of in over their head. That was my biggest takeaway. This is like the, uh, where this pin is to ask for money for this, this company is not in the right place (laughs) to be able to, like, make people or to ask people to pay money for this product this is like a pre-alpha version i have this idea and and from that point it went to the market and there was Mm -hmm. nothing in between and it's absolutely 100 broken Mm -hmm. and you know i was reading through other people had had bought these pens at dc and were experienced like there was it was consistent so one of the reasons I'm I'm bringing this up is it it's a great horror story story video if y'all want to go watch like what a like a really bad product is, but I wanted to praise David for how he handled this. 
one of the things we've historically talked about here is like personal biases, right? Like we're biased. I'm biased. I'll speak for myself. I'm biased towards good stationery, right? I really enjoy good products. And when products are bad, I don't avoid talking about them, but I try to be fair and open and honest and equitable. And, you know, my goal is to help educate consumers or in this case, maybe David, you know, help educate the the company that's really trying to, you know, bring a new product onto market. And he gave them ample opportunity to fix, correct, comment, everything and at some point he just had to go like he's like i've spent so much time dealing with this and they don't have the intention of changing any of this or discussing this or commenting on this but yet they want to keep charging people for this product i'm going to release this video and that's why you don't necessarily see tons of negative videos here because if i get a product and it's exceptionally poor and uninteresting. I don't want to spend my time on it. Mm-hmm. This was someone trying something new. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could work. Maybe it couldn't. But I would like to work with them and try to figure out, hey, why doesn't this work? Is this possible? Here's the problems I'm seeing. And it didn't. It was a very one-way street. Like There was nothing coming from this company. And David's just like essentially throwing his hands up is like this is just bad and like i would have released this video too right and just like i I support his idea of like giving someone every opportunity to do the right thing and then just failing at that but not being self-aware enough to like pull the product and like recreate it and Mm -hmm. you know say hey this doesn't work this is we're gonna try to you know, fix this and and do whatever. So I haven't seen any follow up from that, but um, I thought it was a worthwhile share for people to understand people who like David and myself who review products and like how we try to approach things. And I, I, he could not have been just more fair to this product. And it was just an abject failure. And um, it was really interesting to watch because we don't get this a lot in our, in our community. Which I actually sometimes think is a bad thing. I think yeah. uh, a lot of pen reviewers are too nice. Sure, sure. Right? I think there has to be a balance and I think I think David struck the balance perfectly here. Yep. I don't think he needed to excuse himself as much as he did, but I understand why he yeah. did. Sure. Um and and I don't think that it was like, "Aha, I gotcha." Like he spoke right. very clearly about all of the ways that he tried to help. Right. And then showed like all of the problems with the product, uh, right. like you know I don't want there to be like just a bunch of negativity in the hobby, but right. I do think that maybe sometimes like I know you do this right, like sometimes mm-hmm. you just won't review something if like you know you're not gonna like it, but right maybe sometimes you should. Yeah, I mean, just like the the diplomat that we talked about last week with mm-hmm. that weird filling system or like the eyedropper filling system. Um, you know, I'm not like personally interested in that pen, but from, if I'm putting on just like my reviewer hat, like that should be like a pen at the top of the list that I review, right? Because it's different, right? And it might be interesting. Um, but you know, like I tend to say, well, I don't want to spend my money on that because I don't know that I will like it. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is what we all say, (laughs) you know, but also 
if I just put on the the reviewer hat, I was like, well, that's kind of like the exact product you should be reviewing, Brad, right? So I have to think about that type of stuff, you know, from time to time, and I, I tried to I tried to do it. Um, like Evan in the chat says, more of us need to just chuck stuff off five story balconies that's and record point. it. That's, that's a, a fair really point. point. I mean, it works for tech on YouTube, so like, <laughs> might as well. So anyway, I thought that was a uh, kind of a good tie into our our horror story segment this week mike so uh Perfect. good job by david and on that video yeah it was a really good video i recommend people watch it just mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. so you can kind of understand like how bad products can be made <laughs> right because this one right. is just up and down like poorly poorly executed it was like an, yeah. an interesting idea that wasn't mm-hmm. that wouldn't work anyway like as david yeah. points out you mix three colors they're going to turn it to black like that's just yeah. what happens but like yeah. whatever this person had an idea and instead of actually it seems fully testing it they just made a product out of it and yeah it fails at every step of the way like every part right. of it's bad the nib is bad the system fulfilling is mm-hmm. bad they give him a medical syringe uh, oh right, yeah, I didn't right? even like, talk about that. Yeah, every <laughs> that every part of this process is bad. Yeah, and their and fixes were this. bad. They didn't yeah. have any. Realistically, well, the snipping snipping the tip off the uh, syringe that was like that tells you a lot about the the state of mind of a company, like yeah. when you bring up a problem. So the the issue for those who haven't watched the video yet, um, we talk about syringe filling pins all the time in ink chambers. So there is a blunt tip syringe, right, which is much safer for us in the ink hobby, which are readily available. And then there's your medical grade, hey, you know, I'm going to, you know, get a shot at the doctor type of syringe. This is very pointy and very sticky and pokey. And that's what they used. Uh, that's what they provided for this, which is honestly dangerous, right? I mean, um, not only is it dangerous, it also just really isn't fit for purpose because you right. can't move it liquid quickly these things are intended to move liquid slowly like it's the the design intention of a medical syringe which right it's a much narrower gauge tip yeah right so david mentioned that he's like hey y'all should probably like look into blunt nose tip syringes and so what they did was the next shipment they sent to dave they (laughs) they they (laughs) physically clipped off the pointy ends they of blunted the it. What's your problem? syringes. You know what I mean? We did what you asked. They blunted it. They snipped them off with like wire cutters, which just mangled the tip. Anyway, it was, that was, that says a lot. That's all you don't need know, to know. Don't know what your problem right? is. <laughs> That's kind of all you need to know. That's a horror story in itself. <laughs> it's like, if that company thinks like that's the solution to anything, it's like, what else are you going to get? That's like, that's like that half baked. So it's, it was maddening. It was maddening. <laughs> this episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Trade Coffee. If you love drinking great coffee every morning, I mean, who doesn't? You want to check out Trade Coffee because Trade makes it super easy to get the very best coffee delivered fresh from the finest local roasters around the U.S. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service. It makes it so simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment required. Try partners with the nation's top independent roasters to send you coffee that you're going to love, and it will be sent fresh to your home and on your preferred schedule. Plus, you'll get to support small local businesses. This is a win-win situation. Whether you already know what you like or are new to specialty coffee and want a little help, Trade makes it easy and convenient to, to discover these new coffees and these new roasteries. They'll send you ground coffee or whole beans for however you make your coffee at home. They are really about making it easy, right? Like that, the ground coffee and whole beans thing is great because they get to do it for you, but also the benefit of like having ground coffee from 
trade is it still fresh it will be freshly ground and sent to you right as opposed to like if you're picking something up at the grocery store which might be ground how long has it been sitting there right they're roasting the beans that you know they hold them for they're either going to send them out to you whole if you want them that way or they'll ground it and send it to you so even if you're new to coffee as well and you don't want to go down the whole route of having a grinder at home this is a great way to try out some new stuff um i love uh, trades quiz. They have a very simple quiz that asks you very straightforward and easy to understand questions so they can help tailor to your taste profile, a profile that you might not even know you have yet, but Trade's going to help you find it. It really is fantastic. Whether you're just getting started or you're a coffee aficionado looking to discover something new, Trade guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll send you a new one for free. Upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork out of finding your next perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash penaddict. That's D-R-I-N-K-T-R-A-D-E dot com slash penaddict for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. That's drinktrade.com slash penaddict. Our thanks to Trade Coffee for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Thank you for keeping me going, Trade. Yeah, man. <laughs> the best, the best. All right, Mike. I have been, as we've mentioned here on the podcast here recently, reworking the top five pins page on the penact.com. Definitely the most popular page on the site. Um, and long past uh, time for an update. So I started just going down the line and you can click over to the top five pins page. We'll have a link in the show notes or you can just find it at the, the top bar, top navigation bar at penact.com. And I've been going down some of the categories and I finally hit the category that I was the most anxious to get into and to change it up a little bit. And what was previously known as the uh, top five fountain pens under $50, Mike, I have mm-hmm. scrapped that idea completely and made it, I'm calling it the top five beginner fountain Perfect. pens. Perfect. Because... I think it's important maybe to remove the pricing necessarily from this conversation. Yes. I think it can so, weigh things weirdly, right? Yes. So pricing and fountain pens, we can do that in different categories. I think for beginner fountain pens, I mean, the, the, the concept is, hey, I've never used a fountain pen before. What should I try? Right. That's where I want this list to be. And the top five fountain pens under $50 didn't really answer that specific of a question, right? It was just more of a general, hey, here's something you can try, Mm -hmm. but I didn't, but it wasn't necessarily, hey, here's the very first fountain pen you should try to even see if you like it before you start exploring further down the line. I think it needed to be fixed. So this will actually trickle down into a cup the the next list, which which was the list um, fifty to one hundred dollar fountain pens. I think I'm gonna scrap that list too. And like the next category will be something, I don't know the exact title, but it'll be the top five next fountain pens or the top five second fountain pens or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I really wanted to categorize this for people who were looking for a recommendation for their first fountain pen ever to see if they like something like this. Number one on this list and really the entire reason for this list to exist and to break it out of the top five pins under $50 is the Platinum Preppy. It's far and away the number one 
hey, pick up a fountain pen to see if you like it pen, right? It is high quality. It is something I use not daily, but it lives on my desk, right? It's a pen that I have, you know, other pens that cost a hundred times more <laughs> than the platinum yep, preppy, yep. but I still reach for the preppy. It's that good of a quality pen. So and much it only fun costs, too. Yeah. It's cool looking. It's a great writer. It costs five bucks. You're not going to, you know, break the bank in a test, right? You're mm-hmm. thinking about this from the mindset of someone who's never used a fountain pen before, which one would be good for them to test to see if they can even write with a fountain pen nib, right? Cause it's a completely different experience. What pen answers that question for that person? And it's the Platinum Preppy. And honestly, we could have just ended the list there. <laughs> it should be the top one beginner fountain pens, Platinum Preppy, and then move on to some other list. But I've put some other options in there just from a gifting perspective or an aesthetic perspective or a feel perspective. Like the, the Platinum Preppy is, you know, a translucent plastic barrel pen you can see all the interior you know it may not be the the best style for someone right but the technical aspects are as good as any pen on the market no matter the price but it might not be someone's style so that's why the pilot metropolitan jumps in at number two that is a more traditional dictionary definition of a fountain pen that people might have in their head i believe while being extremely high quality. Yeah, because very... I guess one of the important things to note about the Preppy is it's like it's disposable, really, right? Yeah. Like it's just like yeah. a one-time use fountain Well, pen. you can refill it. You can. It's cartridge refillable. Oh, is but it cartridge it, refillable? Sorry, it, I was thinking of a different It is. Pen. Okay. Um, the, the Pilot, um, the, the King Charles uh, Pilot um, is, is not refillable. Okay. But the Preppy actually does take cartridges, so... I think I have, is um, it called the V5? I don't yeah, know. the V, yeah. it's a V, V pen, V pen, I think V-pen, is what it's okay. called. Um, I think it's actually uh, a regional name and that one does not make the list um, yeah. for a couple of reasons. We can actually talk about that one towards the end. I would actually like to mention that one. Um, but yeah, the Metropolitan is, you know, a cartridge converter pen. It's a brass barrel. So it's got the weight of, you know, maybe a more serious fountain pen, even though it's kind of, you can buy it in fun colors or traditional colors. And there's a lot more options. It's style wise than the preppy while being on par with the quality. All of these on this list, fortunately, they wouldn't be on this list if they, they weren't just exceptional quality pens, right? I'll keep saying how good all of these pens are. Well, they wouldn't be on this list if they were bad, right? So I don't like <laughs> this one, but I put it on there anyway. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. It's terrible, but, you know, maybe it's number five, but whatever. No. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so the Pilot Metropolitan is, is really a feel thing for me. Um, and it's kind of when you when I've seen people pick up the Pilot Metropolitan for the first time who aren't fountain pen users, it just kind of clicks in their head. It's like, oh, yeah, that's what a fountain pen should feel like. And that's kind of what the Metropolitan brings. And then we switch it right back to the preppy style at number three with the Pilot Kakuno. It's cheaper than the Metropolitan. I still would put I would still recommend the Metropolitan second just from a style perspective, but the Kakuno from Pilot is more of the preppy visuals, right? Clear acrylics, fun style, interesting colors, right? It's the same nib and the same filling system. Um, It's just a lighter weight, more of that disposable feel, despite not being a disposable pen. Um, So I, I would 
recommend the Metropolitan first if you know someone's just going in completely like unaware of anything. But the Kakuno is also a very fun, you know, you know, a more youthful energy to that to that pen. So I really like that. The fourth on the list is a pen that I don't think gets enough love, and that's the Caveco Perkio. So it falls in that metropolitan price range, like that $15 to $20 price range. So like the Preppy's around $5. The Metropolitan's $18 to $20. The Kakuno is about $12. So none of these are expensive. And the Perkio, I think, is around $15-ish, uh, $15 to $17. Uh, so it's a little bit, you know, more of a stylish pen. Definitely has that German style, you know, from the, the origins of Kaweco in there. And it's a newer pen for Kaweco and it's a full-size pen unlike their Kaweco Sports or the Classics or any of those pocket-style pens that I personally love, but like I would never recommend those to a beginner. This full-size pen, I would, and that's the Perkio. And it's got some cool colors. It's got some basic colors. It's got some cool colors, and um, it's a good writer. It's a good full-size pen, full plastic yeah. barrel. Yeah. Um, the Metropolitan, the only one being a metal barrel here. Everything else is plastic, so it's really, really... Uh, kind of underrated, I think. I, I wouldn't rank it ahead of these. Obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't. But I don't think it gets talked about enough as an option. I realized that there is one thing uh, which I think potentially is an issue on this list of Pilot Kakuno coming in third. I forgot mm-hmm. about the, to mention this when we talk about the Pilot. It has a smiley face on the nib, which I think should yeah. ultimately make it number one. And I <laughs> that's the end of my story. <laughs> my statement is over. as a smiley face on the nib, therefore number one. <laughs> I will. You're going to make me say it now. I, there is a limit to the smiley faces. Uh, now that we have the family on the smiley faces, you, they start to lose the plot a little bit. The traditional smiley face Kakuno, I, that is definitely uh, more of a number one with a, a bullet. family? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, just go look it up. You can do it while I'm talking or I can send you a link afterwards. But yeah, there's a mom, a dad, and a baby in the smiley okay, faces Okay, now, now you pushed it too far. <laughs> See, okay. You've gone too far. <laughs> Just stick with the smiley face. I yeah. I, I yeah, that was a little much on that Kakuno. So but yeah, there's they're they're optional, right? So um you can get the standard smiley face with the Kakuno. The, I mean so. it is the baby's a bit odd, but it I mean it's yeah. it's funny, but like <laughs> it was fine as it was. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> oh, you know, you see what I don't know, nah, they've they've ruined it. They've do you know why they've ruined it? Why? They have uh I'm looking up Pensachi, right? Uh-huh. You've got baby, boy, girl, mama, mm-hmm. papa. Guess mm-hmm. what colors? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ruined yeah. it. It's like, we didn't need to go there, Pilot. Like, it was a very confusing release. I was like, what? Did we have to do this? It's like, yeah. just make some more cool barrels and keep the smiley face and do some weird stuff with the barrels. It's like, come on. It's like, all right. So there you go. Sorry to burst your bubble there. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I, but, uh, I, it's gone from one to that seven. That was a bridge too far. Yeah. <laughs> a bridge too far. We'll do uh, Kakuno smiley face one. Kakuno family not listed. Correct. <laughs> There you go. All right, number five on this list, uh, the Faber-Castell Grip. So this is a really, again, like the Perkio, I think it's underrated for your first fountain pen. Now it's a little pricier. I think it might be the most expensive one on this list, um, which actually does push it down from a recommendation perspective. Again, these are recommendations. These are This is not my personal list. Mm-hmm. This is what I would recommend to a new user. This one's more like $20, $22, which puts it more expensive than the Metropolitan. So it's more in that, hey, I want to give someone a gift type of thing, or I want to treat myself to, hey, this is a really unique, cool-looking fountain pen. 
the style is not for everyone. I will admit that it has the the fabric. Anything in the Fabric Castell Grip series has those dots on it like on the barrel. Those. See, I, I like do. I I don't like them on the wooden pencils. I don't like that. That's why I don't like them in general I because I don't mm-hmm. like them on the pencils. It's like I yeah. really don't like them on the pencils, mm-hmm. and I think it then like gives me a bad taste forever. I see it. Yeah, because in the non-pencil category, it's just a barrel accoutrement, right? It's just a design. It doesn't yep. actually get into your grip. Like on the pencil, it is part of the grip, right? Because you're sharpening through those dots as you go. On the fountain pens, on the traditional pens, the ballpoints, the mechanical pencils, it's just a barrel style, right? So the grip is more of a, just a traditional rubber grip, slightly molded to where it's not like a Lamy Safari that's like heavily molded and shaped and forcing you into a grip. It's just slightly uh, done, but I think Faber Castell's nibs—they're probably better than the Caveco nibs, even though I don't know—they might be the same, might be the same thing, um, same manufacturer in the end. I don't know for a fact. I love Faber Castell uh, nibs. Now they're not the Japanese style fine nibs like on the Preppy, the Metropolitan, or the Kakuno, but for a wider nib, for someone who's looking for like a medium nib type of uh, experience, like a broader line, these pens are really, really workhorse level beginner fountain pens, right? Like this could be like your one and only pen. Not that any of the ones listed above it couldn't be, but the Faber-Castell grip could be like your one and only fountain pen and it could be like your starter pen as well. So it's really, really high quality. Um, even, and you're paying the price for it, you know, in relation to the rest of this list, right? It is more expensive, but I just think it's cool and the nib is just amazing. So, um, that's my five. I do have a couple of notes that I always add in this because people will ask, what about this? What about that? And especially with this list being switching from the top five under 50 to the top five beginner pens. Um, Platinum has two other models that are essentially interchangeable with the Preppy or the Pilot Metropolitan or the Pilot Kakuno. They kind of fit in these different price brackets, which I'm very confused on what Platinum's doing overall as a from a SKU perspective, um, how many different products they have that kind of cannibalize each other. The Prefounte is like $11 and the Plazier is like $18 and they're all the same nib. It's just the, the Prefounte has a little bit less gaudy barrel than the preppy and just you know more of a solid color translucent barrel and then the plazier is an aluminum model they're awesome like they're just as good as any pen on this list but the preppy is five dollars and these are just more and i don't get it so it's it's a little bit strange despite being a good pen um then you have things like the twisby swipe who which i think is probably close to being a beginner recommendation but there's a couple little extra things with the swipe like with the spring loading that I think would confuse people for the first time right I don't try to go to little extra things on you know a very first fountain pen where people have to worry about what's the spring for or this converter or you know having a cartridge um, you know, that you, you know, putting the spring up above the cart between the cartridge and the barrel, um, type of setup. So, you know, maybe the swipe goes into like the different category, like your second fountain pen type of thing. So with a lot of the pins that were moved off of this list. So like the previous, just for record keeping purpose, the previous top five fountain pens under $50 were the Lamy Safari, Pilot Metropolitan, 
Twisby Eco, Kaveco Sport, and Platinum Preppy. Um, I think it I, is an absolute travesty in a safari has fallen off this list. That's my own personal opinion. <laughs> but as, I think it's super sad that the safari is not on this list anymore. Yep. As one of the biggest safari... And the safari, Twisby, too. One of the biggest safari proponents out there, I think it is a challenge as your number one first, I don't have any experience with a fountain pen, fountain pen. Believe me, I'm the biggest Safari fan I know, and we're going to talk I about Safari in a second. More than anyone else, but like the removal of the Lamy and the and any Twisby from this mm-hmm. list, I think is I think mm-hmm. is sad. I think yep. that makes me sad. Yep. So they're going to be in the second list. I think they're a they're a second fountain pen. Honestly, I, I really yeah. Do. You know what, Brad? That that's actually my why. I mean, I know we spoke touch on this already, but I think that this is maybe the key reason to break it out of the price thing. Mm-hmm. right because you i think that's a really good point because then like well now we can we can go wild right now we'll get a twist right. eco which is like fantastic but you don't want that right. as your first fountain pen right because you got to get an ink bottle and that's like such a commitment yep. uh yeah okay beginner yep. and then second is like that's yep. really that's like a really cool way yep. of doing it yeah and that's actually i mean that's a pretty sizable gap like between like what you're what you're doing there and you know regardless of cost or regardless of cost excuse me um you know that it's the difference between like your beginner first fountain pen and your second fountain pen can be like a huge gap even if there's not a big price difference like the difference between the faber castell grip and the twisby eco is you know five or ten bucks but i think from a recommendation standpoint which is what i'm trying to deliver with this list i think there's a much wider gap than like the price point would indicate mm-hmm. same with the safari like a, a bunch of pins fall on this second list mm. right the same with like the Kaveco classic or the sport you know i love that pen like that's a really hard recommendation for yeah. a first-time buyer yeah you know, just because of the compactness of it and trying to under, trying to explain to someone, you know, how you use this pen and having a l- smaller ink capacity and all these different little things that while it was, it's a great pen under $50, it's not a beginner fountain pen in what I'm trying to accomplish with this list. This is a good list. I like what you're doing here. All right, good. I appreciate it. So yeah, also, I'm open to feedback. I've got some feedback days, on that. I mean, who can even? You know what I mean? Like, true, true, true. It's so complicated. I think this is it really is. cool. Really cool. Yep, yep. So um, yeah. Brad, do you uh, know a place where you can go and buy basically all of these pens? Ooh, where, Mike? I'm not sure. And Chalet. Get out of town. I will not get out of town. Actually, I'm going to stay in town and tell you about Pen <laughs> Chalet. They sell your favorite products, all the products that you want to be your favorite products, your future favorite product from all of the best brands out there. They have fast and reliable customer service, and they're always adding new styles of pen. Every time you go to Pen Chalet, you're going to find something new. And if you don't find a new product, you're going to find new prices because Pen Chalet are also running discounts every couple of weeks. You're going to go and see some new fantastic prices over at Pen Chalet. So it's always worth poking around and seeing what you might find. Pen Chalet, as well as selling your fountain pens and ballpoints and mechanical pencils, they're also doing uh, limited edition products and accessories like carrying cases, refills, converters, all of the little bits and bobs that you might need for your next pen purchase. They do free shipping on orders of over $75 in the US and they sell internationally with great shipping rates. 
Pencholet has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go ahead over right now to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PENADDICT, where you will get this week's special offer and the code you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Penchalet. So I've clicked over to the special offers page, but before we get there, uh, you mentioned um, specific like custom uh, exclusives. There's this Leonardo that's on their homepage, the Cosmic Dust Supernova. The... I. Like even at like the normal price, it's not on like the standard page. It's like really, it's a really good pen for a really good price. Ooh, like I just love Leonardo so much, and it's a really neat material. And the hardware on this Leonardo is a little bit different from what I've seen. Mm. So I really, really like this one. So y'all should go check that out. It's right there on the homepage when you go. But then when you go over to, um, you know, you put in the uh the the hit the radio uh, YouTube podcast button and put in our code, you'll see a beginner fountain pen that is actually a pretty good one that I don't think actually lands on my top five list but is probably deserves to be in the notes section the diplomat magnum people rave about this pen I thought it was pretty good like it doesn't didn't quite meet those recommendations but for the price that it's listed on here it's it's categorized with all these pens I just discussed and so many people love this pen um, and com- it comes highly, highly recommended. So definitely that's worth checking out. And then there's some random Pelicans that just jumped up out of nowhere. The, uh, the Smoky Quartz Pelican M200. That is, uh, an interesting find. There is, uh, you know, another Pelican, uh, Petrol Marbled in there. So mm-hmm. there's lots of good stuff. If you scroll up and down this list and, uh, find all these great deals over at penchalet.com. I will say as well that they still have some of those wise studio pens. Ah, I love that pen. I need I- to ink that one up. Kind of can't believe that they still have stock available of them. Yep, at this it's price, a so that's a great pen, and it's like it's like way discounted. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's one of my pens. That's a Brad pen. Like I actively avoid talking about it because I have an irrational love for it. So uh, there you go. <laughs> that would be on my list. C H A L E T dot com. Our thanks to Pen Chalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. Yeah, Brad's list of uh, top five pens between fifty and one hundred dollars. That would probably make the top five. Mm. Um, I would have to think about it. That's a that's a hard. That's a very very different personal category than recommendation category, right? That's the that's the challenge with these lists is is trying to remove the the personal out of the 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 top five lists. Uh-huh. I can I can do entire articles on just like my top five personal, which I should probably do like in these categories because they would line up a little bit differently for sure. All right. Also at Penn Chalet, Mike, this is a, this is a post ad topic. There are, I saw this link from them on Twitter the other day and it's titled Lamy special edition retro safari fountain pens. So if you'll recall what a year or two ago, they came out with the terracotta and safari green, the or the OG of the OG safaris. Mm-hmm. So they did, um, Lamy released a remake of those pens, which I was very happy about. Like, I didn't have a problem with that. Um, I wanted those pens. I love those pens. They're still some of the best safaris ever made. And the, the re-release or the rethinking of them... Um, I thought was great. I thought it was valid. I thought it was a great product and still some of the best safaris that have been released. So Lamy, I guess, is drinking their own Kool-Aid with 
continuing down that line for the Lamy Special Edition releases that they're going to do now. There's this collection that they're calling Lamy Special Edition Retro Safari Fountain Pens. Blue barrel with a red clip. This is not the Smurf one. The Smurf one had a light blue barrel. This is the traditional, almost it's almost navy, but it's kind of royal blue with a red clip. And then white with a black clip. So the story Lamy is telling us is that these colorways were from the 90s and they're awesome and worthwhile to put in this retro category. Um, We're going to bring those back again. Except they're not very special. (laughs) They're basic safaris. And I mean, they're priced, you know, like basic safaris, you know, about 30 bucks or whatever. But the story of calling these the Retro Safari when they fit the product lineup that they currently have loses the plot a little bit for me. I don't know what they're doing with this idea. When they had such a huge win with Mm. the terracotta stuff and the Safari Green stuff. And there's other things they could pull. I guess my idea here is put these in the basic lineup and then do something really special for your special edition retros even if it's not um like a retro model you don't have to call it a retro you could call it something else do something different here right this is a re-release of a basic pen and that's very boring and that's very telling to me from a product like release perspective, I don't understand why this is a thing. This is a current product that is just no different from what they've always done. Mm. And I I'm just kind of it just falls flat. It's disappointing, right? Because they're trying to call it something that it's not. I mean, technically sure, it's from the 90s. But if you put this product in with their current Safari lineup, would no one would blink. Not a single person go, oh, look at this one from the 90s. No, it's like literally a current one. version. Yeah. 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 It's like literally a current version, Safari. And it's just kind of ruins the idea of, you know, when they do do a real retro or something really special. Um, you know, that's the one thing that I, I don't like this at all, just from a marketing perspective. So it really kind of fell flat with me when I saw this. I was like, oh, cool. You know, I'm reading the title, Lamy Special Edition Retro Safaris. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's like, wait, don't we have this or something close? Isn't this like a modern pen? So I, I think they could do a better job with that. They're doing, Lamy's doing a lot of things right these days. You know, I'm, I'm as hard on Lamy as anyone. Because I love them so much. And this just like just, just falls way short of my expectations for them as a brand. So I just wanted to put that out there. It's like, this is a normal product line. Safari, let's just put it there and then save our retro marketing for something else that's like really moves the needle like that they've done in the past. So I just wanted to throw that in there as it relates to like our, our top five pins that, um, you know, moving the Safari off and, you know, the Safari being probably in the next list as we go down the line here. It's like, come on, Lamy, you, you know, I love you. You, you can do a little bit better than this. So um, I still have to get the glossy red, Mike. I have not ordered that one. That's the one we've talked about with the, the red AL star with the um, yellow grip section. So I'll add that to the list. That was a, that was a huge win. Good job by Lamy on that one. This one, Lamy, bad job, bad job on this retro release. 
So you heard us do our horror stories at the beginning of today's episode. If you have one that you want to share with us, maybe you think it's terrible enough to be included. Maybe you think it's terrible enough to maybe get yourself into the Hall of Fame. Please send them in via email to hello at penaddict.com and we can talk about some of the terrible things that you've experienced with your pets. <laughs> Uh, in this spooky season. If you want to find Brad online in the meantime, you go to penaddict.com. You can find Brad on Twitch. It's at twitch.tv slash penaddict. He's, Bra- he's uh, Dowdyism on Twitter and penaddict on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much to Pen Chalet and to Trade for their support of this episode. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs> I want <laughs> to say goodbye. Goodbye.